asshole. You're kidding. Just one shot? They're not all zombies, Doug. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Well, sometimes that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. It's dead zone to get down with. About six feet under. Get dead. Ooh, I love this song. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rotten Views Podcast. It's December now, so Christmas is coming. So I figured why not do a month of horror-inspired Christmas musics. I might try and venture out a little bit from the horror and do like some other Christmas movies that I enjoy. Maybe. We'll see. It all depends on what kind of timing I have for this month and how many episodes I can put out. Uh, if I can put out extra episodes, I will. If not, I won't, clearly. Um, but yeah, we're going start the month off with one of my favorite uh horror christmas movies from 1984 gremlins because you can't go wrong with that if you try to tell me it's not a christmas movie you're wrong and that's that essentially um for those of you that might not know Gremlins, and if you don't, you should probably stop this podcast right now and go watch it. Um, so it's the story of a gadget salesman who's looking for a special gift for his son in a little abandoned, not abandoned, a little uh, store in Chinatown that's in this like dark alley and also down a basement area. Um, and inside he finds a mugwai, and the Chinese owner of the store doesn't want to sell it, but his grandson meets him out in the alleyway and sells it to him anyways uh, because apparently they need the money. Um, but... The Mogwai has some very serious rules that you need to follow. No bright light, no water, and no feeding after midnight. I know some of you are probably going to say, well, isn't it always after midnight somewhere in the world? Let's not just get with that logic. Let's just cut that logic right out now. Okay, let's just enjoy the movie for what the movie is from 1984. Anyways, uh, you know, they get some water on them. They eat after midnight and, you know, hell breaks loose on, uh, I believe, Christmas Eve. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, we'll get right into the movie. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Ma, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're gonna like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're gonna have to open it now. It won't wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift <laughs> he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. They become clever. Mischievous. What's going on here? And dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. 
Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know. But in a few hours, you're gonna have a major disaster on your hands. Gremlins, directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. So the movie starts out with uh, Randall, the father. Um, he's in this, it's like a dark kind of Chinatown area. It's definitely at night. Um, he's and he's doing like the narration. Uh, it's like he's a New York style cop. It has like this very New York style intro to like a detective movie or TV series. I hope we find out he's a gadget inventor. And he's trying to find a gift for his son for Christmas, but he's also trying to sell his gadgets at the same time. So he's trying to, you know, kill two birds with one stone, essentially. Uh, he gets taken down this little alleyway and um goes in these stairs in the alleyway into like this basement china shop and um the store is full of statues and artifacts and he thinks it's very cool and he's like well no wonder you pretty much gotta drag people in here because you know it pretty much looks like you're gonna get mugged uh just trying to get into the shop because of the location the location really sucks anyways he tries to sell one of his inventions which is the uh, bathroom bite it's an all-in-one travel for your hygiene it's got like a razor it's got shaving gel it's got the whole whole kit and caboodle and this little device that you can hold in your hand uh, he then pawns off one of his business cards to the old chinese man uh, and then that's when we start hearing the sound of the mugway named gizmo um he named him gizmo later on in the movie but yeah um mugway the mugway just starts making some humming sounds kind of like singing sounds uh he goes over to check it out and that's when the mugway starts singing some more so he tries to buy him for a hundred dollars but uh the grandfather's like nope not for sale then he's like well how about two to hundred dollars he's like nope not for sale no price um that's when the grandson's like okay just go outside and i'll meet you outside i'm gonna talk to him uh he comes to find out that the grandson's just taking the mugway and going to sell it to randall the dad out in the alleyway just because he believes they need the money to stay afloat <coughs> and then we cut to kingston falls usa it's covered in snow getting ready for christmas time to start and the intro kids roll in we then see this old uh beautiful car covered in snow as billy tries to get a start because he's late for work already or at least he's going to be late for work if he doesn't get there uh then the neighbor um mr flutterton i believe his name is no his name is futterman futterman does that sound right anyways uh he's played by dick miller um best known for his probably his role in the tales from the crypt movie uh, i believe it's demon knight um it's, i think he's in the tv series as well but that's what i know him most for um but he's coming over to Billy. He's like, ah, if you didn't buy a foreign car, you wouldn't have this issue. See my tractor over there? It's 15 years old. It never gives me a damn issue at all. So you had to buy this damn foreign car, and that's your damn issue. But then Billy's just like, ah, I gotta go for work. And then he takes his dog, Barney, with him. And then we just see him casually jogging down the street. Uh, he literally doesn't live that far from where he works. So at least it doesn't look like it does. Um, so walking to work is not really that big of a deal. And we come to find out he works at the Union Bank. And he's going to keep Barney, his dog, underneath his little um, teller desk, I guess you can say. Because he's one of the bank tellers. And they have the little cubby. And the dog is hiding underneath. And he's got at least already set up for it. So I'm assuming he brings the dog there on a pretty regular basis um while billy's getting his little station set up he's actually he puts his name tag um display thing on on the front of his teller desk and it's actually upside down which i thought was a nice little touch of him just panicking trying to get everything on and then he puts on his little clip-on tie because he's not professional enough to have a real tie where he has a tie which i can't judge him because a clip-on tie is probably a lot easier than learning how to 
use a real tie. And then one of the girls that he works with, uh, Kate, comes over to ask him to sign a petition to make a spot of land a uh, landmark because uh, the scratchy old lady is coming after the land because she's a bitch and that's what she does. Uh, she just likes to take everyone's land. Um, we then see said grouchy old lady coming down the street towards the bank carrying uh, a severed snowman head. Uh, it's off a statue. It's not actually made of snow, of course. Uh, she cuts in line and literally cuts through everyone. Cuts right to the front of um, Billy's uh, till. And she's blaming the dog, Barney, for breaking her imported snowman. Uh, Billy offers to pay the replacement, for, but she literally wants the dog because she's going to get the dog and apparently have him put down because that's going to be a lot less painful than what she plans on doing to him in general if she catches him. Um, she's a bitch. She literally talks about wanting to put his dog in the spin dryer with the heat on high. Uh, then Barney's like, I'm not up. I'm not cool with this. So he jumps off his leash over the counter tackles her down to the ground and he's like gnawing on her i think her sleeve or something he's not actually biting her heart or anything um and then she goes on about having a weak heart and how she's gonna sue and this and that uh she's just a straight up asshole i, I don't like her at all um then the boss comes over he's like why do you have why do you have this dog here but like literally he has like a leash already attached underneath his uh area so i'm assuming it wasn't a last minute decision i'm assuming that dog's been there a few times and if you haven't noticed it yet you're blind and stupid because i'm pretty sure there's also pee pads underneath that station as well pretty sure anyway so we then see uh, billy at the bar working on some art because he wants to be a comic book artist or something along those lines and then one of his bosses, Gerald, comes in uh, pretty much to bust his balls because that's the type of character uh, Gerald is. He's also the stepdad from uh, the Santa Claus Tim or Tom Hanks movie, which I just watched not too long ago as well. But we're not going to be talking about that movie on this podcast because, well, we're just not. We then see Billy getting home and uh, he's going into the kitchen where his mom's uh, getting dinner set up. And she off or he offers to help her if she needs any help with anything. So she's like, why don't you do up the eggs? Uh, so he decides to use his dad's um, egg cracker device and it just makes everything go wrong all the eggs just come together all the shells is, are mixed in together and the device just does not work at all which is pretty common for his dad his gadgets will work apparently for like a day or two at most and then they pretty much shit the bed uh also when he's coming home they have these samurai swords or not even samurai swords they have these like medieval swords up on the wall and every time they come through the front door they fall off you think they would be you know better uh attached to the wall because there's the real and they look sharp and that could kill that dog if that dog's laying there when someone comes through that door just i'm just looking out for the dog so anyways then the dad makes his home uh singing in some christmas tunes and he's getting ready to give billy his gift which is wrapped because he's like you can't wait for christmas to open he's billy shakes it a little bit he's like no no don't don't be shaking it he's like oh it's a puppy isn't it uh no it's not a puppy it's even better than a puppy sorry dogs but uh mugway is definitely much much better than a dog so they all sit down in the living room uh after dimming the lights because uh, Randall the father asks for the lights to be dim because of course Mugwise don't like bright lights at all um, Billy opens up the gift and Gizmo hops up and catches them all off guard Billy goes to pick him up and holds him and that's when the mom goes to um, get the camera as well and she goes and it's polar camera so it's got the big giant flash on it she goes to take a picture of it and the flash scares Gizmo and he jumps into the dad's lap and is cuddling close to him um, that's when we also find out the dad calls him Gizmo because apparently he likes that name which is convenient because the dad makes gadgets which is also called Gizmos so it all works out that's also when the time where the dad goes over the three 
the three main reasons of having him um, and what not to do is if you're going to have Gizmo, you cannot have bright lights. You cannot get him wet at all. Can't even give him water to drink. So I'm not sure how he stays hydrated. That's something we should really look into at some point in time. And you also can't feed him after midnight because if you do, it's going to be a lot of shit going to happen and you're not going to like it. Uh, later that night, Billy is playing with an electric piano keyboard, and Gizmo is imitating the music as he's playing it. Uh, Billy puts uh, puts a Christmas hat on Gizmo, and he tries to show him what he looks like with this little mirror, and the mirror shines and hits Gizmo right in the eyes, and he falls off the desk and actually into a trash can where he uh, gets a cut on his head and needs to go to the washroom, and we see Billy trying to bandage him up. Um, we then see it's the next day, and a little Corey Feldman... Uh, his character name is Pete, is uh, stopping by to uh, drop off the family Christmas tree. And he's also dressed as a Christmas tree because he works at the uh, Christmas tree lot and he has to wear an actual Christmas tree outfit while tr selling and taking Christmas trees to the uh, special homes of these people, which, boy, that job would really, really suck. It's one thing to have to carry a Christmas tree, but to be dressed as a, a tr Christmas tree while carrying a Christmas tree would be really, really awkward. But uh, whatever works. We then see uh, Gizmo watching an old black and white, uh, like, car movie and he's literally acting like he's in the movie racing back and forth while sitting on the bed and then uh, Pete and Billy go upstairs and Pete uh, meets Gizmo for the first time uh, Billy puts Gizmo on his desk to make Gizmo sing that's when Pete's like can I hold him so he, Billy's like yeah sure it seem, he seems to like you but when Pete reaches in he knocks over a cup that has water in it because it's got like I think paintbrushes in it and Gizmo gets wet and starts screaming his head off and pain and agony because when you get this sucker wet uh, fur balls start popping out his back which uh, makes him multiply, which is cool in a way, very cool, uh, because we can never have enough uh, uh, mugwise. But these mugwise are assholes. And then they start growing into uh, other versions of mugwise, and we have a bunch of them. And then we see Stripe for the very first time. Uh, and Pete goes, to s Pete's like, well, you know, now you got more than one. Can I have one now? So he goes to touch Stripe, and Stripe's like, don't you dare touch me. And he tries to literally bite his finger off, and Pete's, not, Pete's like, okay, I don't want one anymore. These guys aren't cool anymore. I bad. Bad Mogwais, you go away. I don't like you. We then see the dad working on one of his uh, new inventions, and Billy comes in to tell him what's happened. But dad's like, oh, you look at the newest addition I've added to the bathroom, buddy. Uh, so at this point, he has a razor now attached to the damn thing, which that's just probably just going to cut someone's throat apart, and they're going to bleed to death. But that's just my assumption on the matter. Uh, that's when he tells the dad that when the Mogwais get wet, they multiply. But the new ones also are not like Gizmo at all, because uh, they don't they don't act like him. They're not happy. They're kind of they're kind of crazy and wild but in a cute, fluffy way, because they're not, you know, slimy and shit yet. Later that night, though, Billy wakes up to the sound of Barney uh, crying, and we find Barney outside in the snow, hanging from the roof of the porch, wrapped in Christmas tree lights. Uh, and we can see that when um, Billy's going out of bed to go check where Barney is, I think it's Stripe who wakes up, and he's kind of got, like, an evil smile on his face. So these little gremlin bastards, um, yeah, mugwise, they uh, somehow wrapped the dog in Christmas tree lights and hung him from the, the roof. But the next morning, Billy's like, well, I think it was the Gretchen lady because she's trying to kill the dog, but literally, if she wanted the dog, she would have probably killed him and probably wouldn't have hung him from your, your roof outside. But that's just my opinion. Uh, we then see Billy taking one of the mugwise to the science uh, teacher at school. Uh, he's showing him what happens if water touches them and then it you know multiplies them one pops out because they only use a little dab of water apparently the amount of water you use it depends on how many mugways you get out of the multiplication Mul multiplication yeah you know what you get what i'm saying um and he's like well the scientist is like well can i keep this one so you know do some tests on it and he's like yeah sure why not yeah i can make more if i need to essentially is what he's thinking about which you don't don't do it bad bad billy 
Shouldn't be breeding these mugwais. It's not going to turn out well for you. We then see uh, Billy's neighbor getting kicked out of the bar. Uh, he's completely wasted and getting ready to drive his tractor home. While talking about gremlins uh, and how the gremlins took down the planes in World War II. Uh, apparently the, the gremlins live in all the electronics. And they, they caused all the planes in World War II to, to come crashing down out of the sky. Then on the walk home, because uh, Billy... Uh, then walks home instead of driving his tractor because Kate's like, you shouldn't be driving at all. You should probably walk. And he's like, yeah, it's a nice night. Uh, well, I'll walk anyways. Uh, Billy decides to walk Kate home from the bar because she works at the bank, but at nighttime she's working at the bar to try and save up as much money to help out her, her mother because uh, we find out her father is no longer with them. Um, then we also find out on the walk home that uh, she knows that the suicide rate is the highest during Christmas, and she doesn't like to celebrate Christmas at all. We cut back to uh, the school where the teacher has a needle, and he's starting to draw some blood from one the little gremlin's hand, and the little gremlin's not happy at all. And I wouldn't be happy either if I'm getting a, a needle jammed into my palm, because that doesn't sound fun at all. And then back in Billy's room, the other gremlins are going crazy, wanting more food, so Billy tells Gizmo to keep an eye on them, because uh, he's going to go grab some more food, because he looks at his clock, and it doesn't say midnight yet. Um, but we can find out the gremlins are assholes, because they actually cut the cord in the back of the clock, making the, t the, the clock stop working, essentially, just before midnight. Uh, the teacher then goes to uh, leave the room, for the night and he leaves a sandwich on the desk and the gremlin um actually is able to reach through the cage and actually get the sandwich and start eating it and of course it's after midnight so he's going to be affected by it as well and it's the next morning and gizmo looks over the at the bed in terror as we now see all the mugwais are now in their cocoon egg form which is all green and slimy kind of like uh, alien eggs uh, it's now that billy notices that the clock on his nightstand uh the time hasn't uh changed at all and that the cord's been actually been like cut cut off essentially all together now back at the school we see the other mugway is also in his cocoon form but he was inside this little cage so the cage is like wrapped around his cocoon as well so they've got to cut the cage off of him so they can get him out, out of it uh, we then see billy back at work uh now the grouchy old lady is cutting through the line again uh to do her business first because she's a bitch and she thinks she should come first before everyone else she's essentially bugging billy again because she's like you better, better hope i don't get my hands on your dog because if i do i'm gonna kill the damn dog she's a bitch uh pita you should uh, go get this lady because uh you, you probably would like her because she's got a lot of issues towards animals at least this little dog who looks like he's probably not that bad of a dog i've seen worse we then see the mugway egg is starting to uh, shake and smoke a bit as they begin to hatch and then the one in school literally is shaking so much that it shakes off the desk and lands on the floor and then the uh classroom bell rings because this egg is actually in an actual classroom full of kids and the teacher starts rushing them out out of the classroom because he wants to check on the egg which they don't know about because he had like a cardboard box over top of it he goes to check on the eggs but now it's empty so he goes to call billy to let him know that it's hatched uh, he goes back into his classroom to try and find where the uh, little gremlin guy is hiding and then the projector comes back on and we hear the gremlin running around the classroom he tries to make the gremlin come out with a chocolate bar uh he then takes a bite of the chocolate bar and puts it underneath the desk because he thinks the gremlin's hiding underneath the desk and he's nibbling on the chocolate bar a bit and then he actually bites the uh, teacher's hand billy shows up to uh we find out the teacher's name is Hanson's class. Uh, it's Chekhov, and we see his body is lifeless, laying halfway underneath the desk. And that needle that he used on the gremlin's hand is now rammed in his butt cheek. Billy goes to uh, grab the phone to call for help, but the gremlin actually scratches his hand. And then we hear some rumbling, and the gremlin actually breaks the vent off the vent system and goes through the vent system to get away from him. Billy goes into the, the nurse's class or station to uh, bandage up his hand because it's cut pretty badly. And he's 
like resting up against the cupboard and the gremlin actually pops out of the cupboard and goes to scratch him as well and then he disappears off into the walls again i guess then back at home the mom hears a bunch of noises coming from upstairs uh we see gizmo is attached to a dartboard and the gremlins are throwing darts at him uh they're not hitting him yet but they're hitting all around him and gizmo looks like he's scared for his life uh the mom then grabs a kitchen knife and heads upstairs but before checking the noise uh we see gizmo gets tossed into like houses don't have them anymore but they're uh, a chute that would lead right down to the laundry room so he gets tossed down that but at the end of the laundry chute there's a pile of laundry on the dryer already or the washer so he gizmo can't get out he's essentially stuck in the bottom of it uh the mom slowly makes her way upstairs um because billy's room is in the attics she slowly starts going Going up to where Billy sleeps and we see all the eggs have hatched and Billy tries to call his mom to warn him but one of the gremlins actually cuts the phone line or rips the phone line right out of the, uh, the box and destroys the whole phone line for the house. Then we, hear, then we start to hear Christmas music playing from downstairs and Billy starts racing home for his, to you know help his mom. Uh, the mom goes downstairs to check on where the sounds come from. It's actually music coming from the record player because they were smart enough to put a record on to play it and then this glass goes flying and breaks against the wall beside her. Uh, then in the kitchen, we see the gremlins are all eating the gingerbread cookies that she just made that she's been slaving over. And one of the gremlins uh, crawls into the blender. So she turns it on and he gets all chopped up to pieces. And green slime goes all over the place. Then one of the gremlins starts to uh, toss plates at her. And she fights back with, uh, I think it's like one of those TV dinner trays. And then she takes a butcher knife and starts stabbing him till he's dead. And then she uses, I don't know what kind of spray it was, probably like a grease on spray or some s sort. Uh, she's spraying a gr gremlin in the face and the microwave door is open so it falls into the microwave. She shuts the microwave and turns it on and then the gremlin blows up inside the microwave which I thought this kitchen scene was pretty good. Pretty well done scene for sure. <coughs> she then goes into the living room and she sees the stocking moving on the fireplace mantle so she goes and attacks it and all, f all that falls out of the stocking is actually just a, to or a toy robot that's still working which I thought Billy was a little bit too old for toy robots but it is what it is I guess. And then the Christmas tree falls on her because it's got one of the gremlins inside it so we see her wrestling with the gremlin inside the Christmas tree. Uh, the gremlin gets on her back and starts choking her out with the Christmas lights and then Billy comes home and he grabs the sword off the wall literally decapitates the gremlin's head which goes flying into to the fireplace and melts and that's the end of that grandma and then we see uh, stripe he jumps out of the window and takes off outside billy uh, then finds gizmo stuck in the laundry chute so he stuffs him into his backpack and heads out to search for stripe because uh he believes stripe is the last uh mogwai or gremlin on the loose uh they follow his tracks to the YCA, ymca building where uh he's broken the glass in the door to get inside uh they are inside searching for him and then Stripe sets off the fire alarm and jumps out of this like breaker box panel and literally jumps straight into the pool and then the pool starts glowing green and smoking. I thought it was really cool aesthetic and effect as well. Uh, I've always been a fan of the green and the green smoke and the water being all changed and bubbling and boiling. It looks really cool to me. Billy then goes to the police station to try and tell them about the gremlins and of course they don't believe him at all. They just kind of laugh him off about it. Uh, then coming out of the darkness down the street we see Stripe who had an entire horde of gremlins behind him because I guess because he was already in his second form or his final form because he jumped into the water when they multiply they're already in that form instead of being uh, in Gizmo's form. We then see uh, Murray uh, Flutterman the neighbor uh, trying to watch TV but it keeps going out so he goes outside to check on the antenna and it's actually bent over so then he hears some sounds come from his garage. Uh, he goes to check on it and the gremlins are actually driving his tractor through the garage door and they drive his, his tractor right towards him and into his house and then uh, we always see us, them scream uh, Murray and his wife screaming and a thud because they pretty much get crushed 
in the corner of their house. And then we see, a, I believe it's like a reverend or something. He's putting some mail into the mailbox outside. And then we hear a gremlin inside. So then another person comes to drop off some mail. And they hear more of the gremlin inside. And the gremlin actually, I think, starts biting his hand. So he can't get out of the mailbox. And then we see another gremlin playing with the power box on the traffic lights. Which actually causes a, a car accident to happen. We then cut back to Billy, who's at the police station. So he actually has Gizmo out. So the police can actually see what Gizmo is. And so they know that he's real. And then they get a phone call about a freak accident with a police or uh, the snowplow, which is the Murray's accident where someone's reporting that the snowplow has killed Murray and his wife. Uh, but the sheriff still don't want to believe that it's gremlins and they just figure it's a freak accident and it would happen to anyone essentially. Uh, we then see the grocery lady. Uh, she's also a crazy cat lady. Uh, she's got one of those electric chairs that help her go up the stairs. She's coming down and that's when she hears some carolers outside, which she's clearly a bitch because she then takes a pitcher of water to go throw onto the carolers outside but it's actually the gremlins all dressed up trying to act as carolers carolers uh she screams goes back inside locks the door gets on her little chair thing to go upstairs but the gremlins have uh messed up with the wiring and it actually shoots her all the way upstairs and she goes flying out of her window and lands in front of the police car and that's when the police then see uh, santa claus running out of a building who's being attacked by uh, i think two or three gremlins and they just think he has um stuffed animals on but then they get closer to the car and the cops just put out the windows and like okay so these things are real uh then they drive us scared and all the street lights start start to pop as they drive by them we then see uh, billy and gizmo getting into his car and it actually starts up this time then on the radio we hear pete calling in about the gremlins and then they break into the radio station uh we then see the gremlins are in the bar where kate works and they're wrecking the place as kate's literally still trying to serve them beers at the same time um and all the gremlins are drinking and smoking having a wild time uh some of the gremlins are sitting around playing poker and stripes one of the gremlins there and uh he's got this other gremlin beside him that's dressed up like a girl and she's trying to, she's communicating him somehow and uh stripe doesn't like what he hears so he pulls out a gun and shoots another gremlin at the poker table it's weird but let's just go with it. Uh, Kate tries to delay a smoke for one of the gremlins, and that's when she realizes that they don't like the light and everything. So she grabs a pole light camera and starts taking pictures of them to try and escape. And that's when she's met by a gremlin in a ski mask with a gun that's trying to hold her up at gunpoint. Um, I love this bar scene. It's probably one of the better scenes in the whole movie. It's probably my favorite scene, actually. Because there's also like a, a gremlin who's in, in like an 80s workout gear doing breakdancing. And then there's uh, a gremlin who's like a mafia guy. And there's a couple others various gremlins inside the bar uh, that's when billy and gizmo show up in the car with the the headlights on high uh to help get k of the bar um they get back in the car but now the car doesn't start again i don't know why you want to just leave the car on but i guess maybe it stalled when they're pulling up to the bar uh, they make a run for it and decide to hide in the bank but the bank's already been trashed i uh, find out that kate hates christmas so much because her father was found dead inside of her chimney dressed as santa i guess he slipped and he broke his neck in the chimney and died instantly on christmas eve so you know i can understand why she doesn't like christmas i wouldn't like christmas either i don't like christmas as it is but that's besides the point actually i don't mind christmas Christmas. I just, you know, hate the idea of having to find gifts for people. It can be a real pain in the ass, to be honest with you. Anyways, they then leave the bank and start walking down the street, and we see a bunch of cars wrecked. Things are on fire, but it's completely quiet in town. We don't hear anyone screaming. We don't hear gremlins or nothing. They go over to the movie theater and peek inside, and we see a gremlin like, taking all the snacks, and then they, they go farther in, and we actually see all the gremlins are in the movie theater. All the seats are taken up, and they're all sitting down and getting ready to watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarves for whatever goddamn reason I don't understand. Of all the movies you could watch, why that one? But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Stripe is uh, upset, though, because he can't find the right candy that he wants, so he goes outside to the 
the uh, section to find some more food. There's, and then he sees it's completely empty. And then he's looking across the uh, street. And he sees a candy sign at a department store. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to go across the street to get some candy. Uh, Billy and Kate uh, sneak into the movie theater and go into the basement. And they, they turn the gas on in the theater. And they get ready to set the place on fire by doing like this kind of like this Molotov. And laying the, the either paper or a towel and making it blow up. And attempt to make all the gremlins die in the fire they run out the back door and they uh, barricade it off so the gremlins can't get out while the paper's burning and uh the whole building does go up in flames but this time when the building is going up in flames we see stripe in the department store looking on in shock as the whole movie theater has just gone up in flames and he doesn't look too happy because all his friends just died um they then notice that stripes in the department store so they go over and break into the store as well because stripe just breaks his little spot and billy has to use a like a little kid scooter to break down the glass and then they get into the department store but we see spike taking off on a skateboard and um billy gives gizmo to Kate and asked her to, you know, go upstairs in the break room to try and find a light switch to turn on the lights on. Uh, we see uh, Stripe start to pop up all over the TVs in the department store because um, apparently these gremlins are really smart. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna question it. But yeah, he pops up on all these display TVs in the store, and then we also see he's hiding behind some Looney Tunes stuffed animals and ET stuffed animals, which I thought was really cool. And while Kate's flicking all these different water or, uh, switches, the water fountain in the garden area of this department store turns on, which is actually going to be very bad news for us. We then see Stripe attacking Billy with um, this like ball tossing machine, and then somewhere he gets a mini crossbow and shoots Billy in the arm with it. But don't worry, it gets better because then Stripe comes out with a mini uh, chainsaw, electric chainsaw. And then we see Gizmo escape the breaker room, and he's now driving a pink Barbie car in the store uh, on his way to try and find billy and stripe to try and save the day and then some of the story lights start to finally come on which blinds stripe and he kind of like tumbles back and the chainsaw hits the ground and literally the chainsaw is pulling stripe away uh then uh billy's dad drives into town and barney jumps out the back window of the the car because it was down and literally runs into the department store and meets up with gizmo in his pink barbie car and they head off to find billy together they're now in the garden section and uh stripe has a gun i don't know where he keeps finding all this stuff but now he has a gun well, he had a gun earlier too, I guess. But he doesn't have pockets or a holster, so I'm not sure where he would be keeping this gun this whole time. Um, but anyways, he's shooting at Billy, but he's all, all he's hitting is some planters. And then Stripe uh, puts his finger in the water to start boiling. And then Gizmo hits this jump with the car, lands in a flower bed. And then he hits this rope that actually has like the uh, is attached to the blinds. So it goes up and the greenhouse curtains come up, or the, the ceiling curtain comes up for the skylight. And then the sun starts hitting Stripe. And it starts to kill him instantly as he starts to die and fall into to the water as he's melting uh billy goes to check on the fountain and that's when the skeleton of stripe literally climbs out and drops on the floor and is bubbling some more as it's slowly melting away uh we then see everyone at home and they are watching the news we, we see kate nursing gizmo and then the old chinese guy shows up he isn't very impressed because he they didn't follow his rules at all um it's not like he sold gizmo anyways it was actually the grandson that sold gizmo behind the grandfather's back and uh the chinese guy's always like you, you taught him how to watch tv of all the things you could do you taught him how to watch tv um he's not too happy about that anyways he packs gizmo back up he tells him tells billy you know you're not ready for gizmo but when you grow up and you are ready to have him you can essentially have him back that's when uh, they're leaving gizmo speaks up in his little cage thing and the chinese guy's like well he wants to say something to you and that's when uh gizmo says bye bye to billy and then the Chinese elder is uh, starting to walk back with uh, Gizmo in his little cage. Which he doesn't have a car or anything, so I'm not sure how far Chinatown is from their location. But he's walking the entire way. So, uh 
good on him, I guess. Uh, hopefully you make it home, though, before the sunlight comes out. Because I'm assuming some sun might get through to that box that Gizbo's in. But I could be wrong, I guess. Um, yeah, and they pretty much just watch as the old man walks away. And uh, that's the end of the movie. Um, I honestly love this movie. It's one of my favorites. Uh, for me, it's a 9.5 out of 10 on the Rotten Scale. I love it, and I can watch it over and over again, never get bored of it. Um, it's a Christmas movie through and through. It's a horror movie through and through. It's Christmas horror comedy, which I think is amazing. Uh, the practical effects on this movie are great. The character designs are great. Um, the music's great. Uh, Joe Dante movie, so you can't go wrong there. Um, he does great movies. I'm definitely a big Joe Dante fan. So I would highly, highly recommend checking this out if you haven't watched it. Uh, if you haven't, I don't know why you haven't. I'm not going to say any more than that, but you're definitely missing out if you haven't watched it. So highly recommend watching this one. Uh, so yeah, which brings us to our movie we're going to pick for next week. Uh, this is going to be another horror Christmas movie. Um, not sure how strong of a Christmas movie it is because I have not actually watched it before. So this is going to be fun. Uh, this movie's from 2016, but it's, it's pretty far up there on the horror Christmas scale, apparently, um, f from various sites that I checked. Uh, we're going to watch Better Watch Out. So, uh, hopefully it's good. I haven't watched the trailer or anything for it, so I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Um, we might try and get these episodes out a little bit quicker. That way we can can fit more episodes in uh for the the month of december i don't know if we can or not but we'll try our best so we'll see how it goes uh but yeah if you guys enjoyed the podcast make sure you use the hashtag rotten views podcast say hi share the podcast i suggest movies to watch um do whatever you want i guess um just keep in contact i would love to hear from you guys i appreciate everything i appreciate all all the listens i've been getting to lately and uh i appreciate watching the podcast grow and hopefully with the podcast growing we'll be able to do more and i'll be able to make time to give you guys more that's that's my main issue so we'll see how it goes i'm going to try and get some more content out and uh maybe do some art auctions or something i don't know or some art giveaways in general i'm not too sure yet we'll have to wait and see what the new year brings us I'm uh, still trying to get caught up on everything. Um, but yeah, that being said, follow me on all socials at Typhonstein. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are the main ones. I'm on pretty much everything else, TikTok and all that other fun stuff. Uh, I don't update them as much as I probably should, but uh, it's an ever-growing day-to-day battle with updating social media stuff. It's just very time-consuming, but we'll see how we, we can do it. Uh, yeah, until next time, I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace! The box. Take it. It's yours. It always was. Is it